the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. I feel like each and every year, the Bonnaroo lineup comes out, and I give at least one artist a major eye roll. And I say, ah... Give me a break. Really, do we have to go there? And then I realized about halfway through that same show that I had previously eye-rolled, I say to myself, oh yeah, that's why they got booked. That's why they got booked. That's why they got booked. Exactly. This is the What Podcast with Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press and myself, Brad Steiner from WDOD Radio, Hits 96 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Killers are that band for me this year, uh, and they uh, kick off a first ever theme week. For the What Podcast, which is first-timers. First-timers, and I can say this without any hesitation. They are the biggest band to ever come out of Nevada. That is absolutely true. <laughs> what about a Captain and Tennille? Are they from Nevada? I don't know where they're from, Here's actually. the crazy thing. Love Captain. Hey, Tennille. It's very strange. Wow. I'm kind of... Just- Daryl Dragon, yeah, he was good. He yeah, was the okay. talent there. Yeah. Not only are they the biggest band to come out of uh, Nevada, but when you look back and 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 go through their catalog, it's hit after hit yeah. after hit. I forgot that I saw them. It must have been Hangout a few years ago. Maybe it was even last year. I remember standing in the middle of of this show saying, "Jesus, I know every one of these songs." Yeah. I did the same this morning. Uh, you know, we we uh, when we start talking about this, we we pick our bands and then we start listening. And I was about halfway through the album, and I said, "I didn't know I knew this album yes. as well as I know <laughs> this album." They really, really, really one of the biggest bands of the mid aughts. Yeah, and we think it. They've been fourteen years ago. They put out the first album, and it was as commercially successful as critically acclaimed, both equally as much. And it, what never really made sense to me why they weren't as respected as say like the Strokes. Yeah, and reading up again uh, today, they're huge in the UK. Mm. NME award after award after award, and all kinds of Grammy nominations, and Rolling Stone biggest band of the year, mm-hmm. and what oh four I think yeah, or was um, hot I can't believe they haven't been to Bonnaroo. That's the other thing I couldn't believe when I started thinking about how is one of the biggest bands of the of the mid aughts 
go 14 years and didn't even get a side stage. How is yeah. that possible? Fun got there before they did. <laughs> yeah, I saw that show. I bet they were in Europe probably this summer, every summer, would be my guess. Yeah. I haven't looked at their, their schedule, and but now that we, would be the guess. And now we get them at Bonnaroo, going to be the wet stage uh, headliner. I really like the Killers, and I feel uh, almost dirty saying that, um, <laughs> because they're an easy band to sort of roll your eyes at. You know, yeah. they, they get a little poppy, they get a little silly, but uh, that first album, it was good. And was at the good. time, it, it sounded like exactly the moment it, that it came out at. I totally agree with that. And I'm, I'm less harsh on bands just because they were popular i understand that feeling and i did all through my high school and college if everybody liked them i hated them yeah that's sort of my entire life yeah (laughs) i i don't quite feel that way anymore maybe it's because i don't you know no disrespect but i don't listen to a lot of top radio or top 40 radio so i don't hear it every hour some people probably well, do, but I think I think what I like about the Killers is that even though their songs might tend to be really poppy and they might be a little bit too bubblegum and a little on the nose, I feel like Brandon Flowers has an incredible love for the art, and I think that he is as good of a bastion of the art form as you can find. He really loves New Order. You know, yeah, he yeah, really yeah. loves the guys that came before him. I think and, Oasis was a big influence on him even getting into rock and roll or and pop. And then when you go to see the live show, it comes through with stuff like this. Don't take your love to town. You're going to get me every time with a Kenny Rogers cover. I don't uh, I don't lie about it. I'm not going <laughs> to fool you. You're going to get me every time with a Kenny Rogers cover. I'm okay, except for The Gambler. But yeah, yeah I... I See, that's the thing. What's wrong with a really good pop song? I, I mean, I go back to the monkeys, know. you know, all the way back. Sugar, sugar. I, I'm, I like a good pop song. I don't, yeah, I think Jimmy Buffett ruined it all for me. Um, I think. Okay, I don't like Buffett either. <laughs> but like, uh, just as an aside, this is a Bonnaroo podcast by Bonnarooians for Bonnarooians. I think that wouldn't it be great for Kenny Rogers to make his way back to the farm? And do Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town with, I mean, he's from Athens. He's from right down yeah, the road. Yeah, down the road. Uh, funny, quick, quick, funny story. I had interviewed him several years ago and he had built a golf course on his farm property. And I said, what do you know about golf course design? He said, nothing. I hit it and wherever it landed, I told him that's where the flag goes. <laughs> This week's The What Podcast, featuring nothing but first-timers, bands that have never played Bonnaroo before. Plus, a little bit later on in the podcast, we're talking to Bonnaroo first-timer, Bozzy. Blowing up on the Top 40 charts, Bozzy's going to be at Bonnaroo for the first time, his first ever festival experience. We're going to talk to him as well and, and see exactly where his head is. Yeah, first festival, first time in Tennessee. That's right. Remember? Uh, yeah, he's uh, that was interesting. I, he corrected me, as you'll hear, uh, on the number of streams. Oh, he knows. He knows, and, and it's probably up since we talked to him. Yeah. So so not only got Bozzy uh, today, but also Future. He'll be playing Bonner for the first time, and we've got a special Future giveaway to share with you, plus Bonner tickets, all coming up on this week's The What Podcast. But we start with the Killers, uh, mainly because they're one of the headlines. And I don't know if we're going to get too deep into the headliners through the course of this podcast, but if I could find one band that that is sort of like the Killers, it's a band that I've known in the back of my head because they get a lot, they get a reputation for having as good of a live show as you can ever find for a club band. But it's a band called Low Cut Connie. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but if you recall, Obama had a Spotify playlist in 2008, right, where he came up with his own playlist and right. Spotify promoted it. This band was on it, and they're as close to Jerry Lee Lewis as you're ever going to find. With also a really cool cover, to their credit. What cover cover did they do? Controversy. 
Really? From Prince. No kidding. It's a great video, yeah. So it's a piano-based band, and I can't tell you if I know where they're from. Philadelphia. Are they from Philadelphia? Yep. Okay. The lead singer, who is as Jerry Lee Lewis as they come, has a piano that he's named Chandra. Shonda, after a dancer in Atlanta. Yeah, at the Claremont things. Lounge. Have you been to the Claremont Lounge? No, I one? have not. I've got a story about the Claremont Lounge. There's <laughs> a girl that, that dances there. She's quite large. And if you give her a 20, she won't do it anymore because she, she doesn't like to be typecast. But for the last 25 years, you could give her a beer can and she would crush it with one of her breasts. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> that was the big moment the Claremont Lounge. She left. won't do it anymore because of typecasting. Because That's of typecasting, funny. yeah. But uh, you drop her 20, things might change. Low Cut Connie, he plays a piano named Chandra, named after the Claremont Lounge dancer. This might be uh, one of the most fun shows you will see at Bonnaroo. And I'm going to bet there might be 35 people. You're going to see each other in our Speedos and in the nude this year, Barry, at Camp Nut Butter? Not no. There's a lot of something going on. <laughs> it's just a really interesting band. I mean, they they they're playful. I think they got that killer sound. Uh, it would be a very nice support. I don't know if they're on the same day as the the Killers, but what a nice supporting act that is if they schedule it correctly. Songs named Scoliosis and Secaucus, No More Wet T-Shirt Contest, Who in the Hell is Tina? This band is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Rolling Stone, I thought, nailed it. They described them as a perfect indie band if, it was dis- if they were discovered in the 50s in Alabama. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's makes it. Makes perfect right? sense. It's Bonnaroo First Timers this week on the What Podcast. Maybe some Bonnaroo First Timer tips coming up in a second. One such Bonnaroo First Timer, Bozzy. Now, Bozzy is a confident young man, a very confident young man, and it has uh, helped him become what's turning out to be a budding pop superstar. He's got a song that is uh, heading straight towards the top 10 on Top 40 Radio. We got a chance to talk to him about his Bonnaroo set. Now, I like talking to Bonnaroo first-timers, especially when they're way down on the lineup, because they all think that they're going to be playing the main stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of them, as we'll hear. Uh, what I found interesting is he's a, a guy, as we've seen with some others, who made his name online. Mm-hmm. He uh, totally internet sensation, big time. As he says, he is a live performer uh, as I alluded to last week with the phone call from Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding, who sure. called. He had seen him the night before, said it's a great live show. Wow. So we talk about that a little bit. You That's- think Bozzy knew who Mr. Belding was in the crowd? Oh, yeah. He'd you think a, so? He'd have the age. Okay. <laughs> You know, yeah. everybody knows who Mr. Belding is. It's, Even 20-year-olds? It's close. All right, Bozzy, welcome to the What Podcast. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great, man. I can't complain. I bet you can't. Things going pretty well for you, huh? Yes, sir, man. It's I saw you pop up on the Bonnaroo lineup. I'll be honest with you, my first inclination was to scratch my head. You have an interesting story that I don't know. I can't really figure out how Bonnaroo got to you. Before you had a radio song, before you had maybe even a record label contract, when did you officially get booked for Bonnaroo? I got booked about two months ago. And yeah, I, I have a great booking agent, Karen Lewis. She's incredible, um, so supportive. She's been a believer from the start. So when Bonnaroo was interested and, and, and excited, it was, it was great. When you got that call that you were going to be on at Bonnaroo, what was that reaction like? Oh, man, it was so exciting. You know, being that it's my first festival, you know, I'm ever playing the first festival I've ever it was really special, man. You have made your name and online. What is it like for you, the idea of now doing this in front of thousands of people live? How's that going to be different oh, for man, you? Oh, it's, man, it's 
so exciting, man. Um, yeah, I mean, naturally for me, my first inclination into music was performing. I've loved entertaining people, you know, my whole entire life. It's just like kind of in my blood to entertain. So to finally be able to go, you know, perform these songs that I've put my all into in, in front of people is going to be, you know, a really special thing. I'm curious. I think a lot of times people hear someone's an internet sensation. You know, they recorded a, a song and then put it on the internet. Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, there is some live performing, right? This isn't. You didn't just wake up one day and record something on your laptop and became a, a, a star, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing this my whole life, man. I actually got my first guitar at the age of six. This has always been, you know, exactly what I've wanted to do. And I've, I've kind of been building at it my entire life. Seeing it come into fruition, man, seeing it happening is, is an incredible thing. And I'm really excited to finally, you know, show people what the live aspect, you know, what Bozzy Live looks like. The Bozzy Live thing. I'm sure you're doing uh, show after show after show trying to, to figure out that live that live experience. We all know it's going to be a bigger deal when it comes to Bonnaroo, but does that in the back of your mind as you go through shows right now, are you saying to yourself, I got a really big stage and it could be a life-changing moment for me come first weekend of June? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, anytime you put yourself in front of that many people, it's an it's opportunity to really win them over and to make them believers. I'm looking forward, though, you know, more than looking at it as like kind of like a pressure thing, I'm really looking forward to being in front of people because I love performing and I love, you know, people reciprocating the energy that I'm putting out right back to me on stage. Getting to do that in front of that many people is, is going to be great. This is your first festival. That's part of the reason that we wanted to talk to you is we're, we're talking to pe- bands who have done it more than once. We're talking to bands that it's their first time. This is not only your first time at Bonnaroo, but you said your first festival, right? What sort of research? Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you prepare for that? Who do you talk to? You know what? I think it's a lot of a lot of inward. You know, uh, signing up for this. You know, like doing this. Like you know, being at it my whole life. I've all, I'm ready for this moment. You know, I've waited for this moment. I've, I've prepared myself mentally and, and you know, um, in my craft for the last you know 13 years of my life. Yeah, man. I think I think a lot of the studying I do is watching into you know my favorite performance is Freddie Mercury at Wembley Stadium. And oh wow! Tea right. and I study how. Move. How you stay poised and you and you stay relaxed on the stage in front of that many people to you know give them what they came for. I mean, this is this is where you're starting. I mean, imagine imagine the people that came before you. I mean, you're going to be probably in the same slot as Alt J was ten years ago, seven years ago. They're on the same day as you and doing the what stage? You know, you can see the path that Bonnaroo lays out for people. And when they believe in somebody and when they get behind them and they go and book them like they did you so many months ago before really knowing what you had in store, that's got to be a testament to what you have. Boy. 100%, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you're from Michigan, living in Los Angeles now, right? Have you even been to this part of the country before? Bonnaroo, uh, you may not know. We're in Chattanooga, Manchester, uh, where the farm is, where Bonnaroo is, is 56 miles from here. Uh, have you been to this part of the country? I actually, before? I have not, man. It will be my first time. First time in the Tennessee heat. Welcome, Bozzy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, sure, be sure to wear all black and a jacket. You're yeah, going to do yeah. well. <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay. Sounds good. You your know, best scarf and some mittens too. Yeah. Your best coolest leather coat, man. Don't forget it. <laughs> All right. 
it's Sounds a, good, boss. I'm on it. So, yeah, I mean, so not only your first festival, your first Bonnaroo, but your first time really this part of the country, right? So, I mean, this is a, it's a big show. Bozzy, yeah, here's, man. Let, let me ask you about the single. The single, I actually uh, think, is so intriguing because it's really well written. It's incredibly well produced. But here's what I said to Andrea Gannis when she played it for me in her office Grammy weekend. I literally said to her, okay, why'd you play me half the song? Because it's so good, I wanted more of it. I understand that the world is is wrapped around, let's get it quick, let's get it over with. But boy, you know you got something good when you leave somebody saying, I, I really wish this song kept going. Yeah, man, that's incredible. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm very big on feeling and, and, and personal preference. Um, and I know that I don't usually listen to, you know, full songs. So I like to make music like how I would want to hear it. Um, and I'm very based off of feeling. And I didn't feel a bridge was a necessity. And I'm not out here trying to follow any structure to, you know, hope a song will work. You know, I'm just making the music that I want to hear. I don't think I hear that very often. Hey, I didn't need a bridge, so I didn't put one in. So be it. I mean, you because you could have followed you, you could have followed a formula and said, you know, this is the way it's supposed to be. But no, I like it the way that it is. That's pretty brave of me. Amen, man. Thank you so much. This uh, song, sixty-seven million streams for Jesus. people who are not uh, wow. not aware of what we're talking about. Sixty-seven million. How has your life it's, changed? It's actually, at, it's actually at a, it's actually at hundred and six million. Okay, <laughs> forgive well, me, well, forgive me. That not to flex, not to flex. No, I, I, I take it every day. No, flex, my friend, flex it. That's awesome, okay, man. I see you. I see you. 106. Thank that's you. awesome. How how has your life changed? Personally, what I do stays the same. You know, I'm still just making music. I'm still, you know, surrounding myself with good people and, and trying to be a good person. Um, but it's definitely changing the aspect of how many people care. You know, um, people are just involved now. They want to see what I'm up to. They want to see what I'm doing. And it's been cool because my fans have been so friendly and, and so warm and welcoming. So it's exciting times, man. Part of the reason Brad and I do this is because we we enjoy going to Bonnaroo, obviously, but we wanted to maybe, when we saw the lineup, to be honest, there were a lot of names that, you know, were not the huge, huge names maybe, or and or they were names that were maybe not familiar to us. So we thought, well, let's do something that sort of introduces people to different artists. What are people going to... What are people going to see? Uh, why, you know, they've got a choice of four or five different acts the same time you'll be playing. Why should they come and see you? What are they going to see? I think that they're going to see, you know, very high energy. Um, they're going to see me, you know, performing some of their favorite songs, you know, just how they liked it in the song. It's going to sound just like it will live. Yeah, man, I'm going to shut it down. It's like you lack confidence, Bozzy. Yeah, it's you, like, uh... I know, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nervous kid. <laughs> yeah, you're so neurotic. Bozzy, thanks so much for, for, yeah, for stopping by, and we really do wish you all the success in the world. And we'll see you on the farm. Stop by the camp. You can come camp with yeah, them. Are you going to be there all weekend, or are you just staying I'd for the one to. day? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see when the time comes. Maybe I'll save the whole thing. All right, we'll, we'll save you a camping spot at Camp Nut Butter. Camp Nut Butter. Right uh, uh, yeah. Camp Nut Butter. Sounds good. Yeah, great meeting you. From one 20-year-old Bonnaroo first-timer to the next 20-year-old Bonnaroo first-timer, Khalid will be, I'm guessing, one of the biggest shows of the weekend, uh, along with Future, who we'll uh, focus on here in a second. You don't know much about Khalid. No. Well, it's a very similar story like Bozzy. 20 years old, maybe even 18, writes an album that is nothing but heartbreaking. It is nothing but breaking up songs, songs about heartbreak, and how he has such perspective on romance. Whenever he wrote this album at age 18, 
to have the perspective that he has is shocking. Absolutely shocking. And I have a feeling it's going to be much... Remember the year when Macklemore first broke? Yeah. And it was the biggest show of the weekend, it felt like. It felt like there was no possible way that you could breathe in that crowd. That was I, that was a total, total shock to me. It, I'm glad you brought that one up because I wandered over because like everyone else, I saw the video and fell in love with it and thought, I want to see this. And, yeah. you know, admitting my ignorance, that's all I thought he had. Yeah. I had no idea um, he could bring what he did. It was what, a three o'clock show yeah, it was in, the, really in the giant field, the what stage. It was so hot. And it was packed. It was so hot, and he I don't, I'm sure it was staged, but he borrowed that giant uh, sure. fur coat and put that thing on. I can't imagine. I was having a heat stroke watching it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I couldn't believe it. I think I took some crowd photos of that one, too, because there were some pretty interesting costumes out in the audience. It was the one time that I had felt a little bit overcooked at Bonnaroo. Too many people, too much panic. It was the first time I felt like, wow, this is much bigger than I anticipated. And I think Khalid might be there as well. This kid is a superstar. Yeah. This is an interesting one for me. As you know, I have a certain prejudice against a certain uh, musical uh, instrument. And so I tend to hit the off button pretty quickly. Yeah. Whenever so, you hear the auto tune, you're not as a big As soon as I hear auto tune, I'm done. Right. Um, so diving a little bit deeper, thought I, you know, and to be honest, I probably would have uh, hit the off button pretty quickly on Anderson Pock. Really? In the past. Uh, but because we're doing this, I listened a little bit longer yep. and it's good stuff. It's I mean, really good. I love, I love, love, love. Khalid. It's going to be huge. And it's one of those, again, that, uh, it, you know, not my everyday sort of taste. That's so surprising. I'm, I'm very uh, interested to see how it plays just straight, but also in that setting. Yeah. So, I mean, you like Frank Ocean? Yeah. You like heartbreaking soul music? A little R&B? Very much. Yeah. Very and much. you love Khalid. I like uh, a guy who sings. I like a guy who puts his heart on the, into what he's doing, and, and he obviously does. Yeah, plus you're very jealous of Khalid's hair. <laughs> I tell you, another guy, another Bonnaroo first-timer is Future. Future from right down the road in Atlanta. Future is our hip-hop star this year. He is the guy that's going to be the Chance the Rapper. He's your Kendrick Lamar. Now, he may not seem to have the name that a Kendrick Lamar has or a Chance the Rapper has, but the guy had two number one albums in consecutive weeks. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. I Busy. Just very busy. Another one of those that's going to be big. Uh, and another one of those that I think when you and I, you know, when the lineup came out, said, "Hey, this isn't necessarily for me anyway, my lineup." But it's they saw what they needed to get, and they got it, and uh, it just further reflects what what is. You I know? tell you, outside of you know the the Kanye argument and uh, having to you know go back down that road for the twelve thousandth time, it does feel like when Bonnaroo chooses a hip hop headliner, they're very, very careful with the kind of artists that they find. They want somebody that provides more than just a hip hop show yeah. and loud explosions. Yeah. I mean they could have Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Boat all they want to, but they don't. They try to choose, at least in my mind, artistry when it comes artistry, to hip hop. That's what I was gonna say. They choose a performer who can entertain for ninety minutes without uh, having everybody throwing their hands in the air and somebody screaming and a rap show is a can be a hard show to watch we've seen some really bad ones some horrible ones um you know one guy with a microphone just walking back and forth is not highly entertaining if he doesn't have anything to say and yeah 
I think you hit it right now, right on the head with the artistry. That's the key. One of those albums that went number one in 2017 for Future, you could win on vinyl. I'll explain how to do that in seconds. I don't anticipate Rihanna showing up with Future, uh, but Future is going to put on one huge show. And just for being a What Podcast listener, let's give away a little Future prize pack. Not only you get uh, Future on vinyl, 180-gram vinyl of Hendrix, but also some future gear, which includes a uh, hat and a very special towel that you can bring along to Bonnaroo. How cool is yeah. that? Uh, so all you gotta do is uh, interact with us at thewhatpodcast.com, thewhatpodcast.com. Drop us a line, mention that you want the future album, and we'll uh, draw a winner uh, this time next week during the What Podcast. Also, uh, when you do that, you'll be in for Bonnaroo tickets and camping passes. Now, if you're a Bonnaroo first timer, Barry Corridor from the Chattanooga Times Free Press, what would be your first tip that you give uh, to a uh, somebody who is apprehensive about Bonnaroo? Maybe has always wanted to go to Bonnaroo, but this is their first year. This is their first year. I always joke when parents call me and say, "Should my high schooler go to Bonnaroo?" Mm-hmm. I always say, first of all, tell them don't bring drugs. They'll find plenty there." <laughs> okay. And that always takes them up short. And then I, yeah. I'm kidding, of course. The other thing, and this is the truth, if you're the type of person that trouble finds you or you find trouble, you'll find it there. If you're not, it's about the safest place can be. Like I said before, I've never, you know, the vibe is just so positive. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes care of it themselves. The other tip, the camping tip that I got the first year was don't fill your cooler full of ice. Go buy a case of water and freeze it and let that be your ice to keep all your food cool and then drink it as you go. Man, that's a very that's a very utilitarian yeah. tip. I mean, from you that's classic dad of you. That is, that is <laughs> well, classic me. dad. That's me. Uh, I mean, and I don't know, really. I know years ago when we first were going, everyone was concerned about what to pack. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people overpacked. You can find a lot of what you need there uh because they've not me not you no. oh yeah but you, <laughs> not me. you leave. i never leave the site because it seems like cheating to me brad on the other hand leaves the site i've got i've got a few tricks up my sleeve yeah there's plenty of food there's plenty of water um there's st- groceries you know not groceries but uh supply stores yeah. now if you forget yeah back in the day you you did need to bring a grill yeah you need to you, bring you, everything you need to bring food that you could make yeah. on, and a, and a way to hunt and kill that food <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, luckily, the food option is amazing. Here's my one tip, and it took me probably a good five years before I realized it's six years because I do not like camping. I do not like the outdoors. I do not like bugs. I do not like heat. I don't like elements. Uh, and yet, you go to Bonnaroo. And yet, I go to Bonnaroo year after year after year because at some point, I had to look around and say, figure out a way to let go. Figure out a way to let go of all of the things that you are, you're holding on to. And if you can do that and, you know, game the system a little bit, figure out the best possible camping situation for you, maybe bring some stuff from home. We have where we camp 600 square feet of carpeting. Yeah. Uh, now, I can't. We had a Bissell one year. Yeah, we brought a vacuum cleaner one year, a floor to the ceiling mirror. We have a tent that's just for Bloody Marys. We have a tent that's just our kitchen. We have a 10 by 20 wedding tent. Now, I'm not saying do all of this. We bring a couch. Right. I'm not saying do all this for you, but for me, that's the way that it was easiest for me to let go. Yeah. Once I was able to figure that part out and give me some sort of creature comforts, the whole experience changed. I got immersed in the experience for the first time once I just finally let go of everything. 
I think part of that is realizing that you're not there by yourself. It's not necessarily a survival type of thing. It's more you're there to interact with people around you. And once once I sort of figured that out, brought something to share maybe with somebody next to me or right. whatever, uh, it becomes, as you said, figuring out the game. It becomes fun. Yeah. You know, you as soon as you get out of the car to to start unpacking, you're going to introduce yourself usually to the people around you and vice versa. And you become friends, maybe. That whole idea that everybody is there for the same reason changes a lot of it for me. And I hope that that, when we ask that about Bozzy, is he going to be staying for a couple of days? If you're a young artist and if you're a young band and you have the opportunity to stay for a couple of days, do it. Do it because you're not going to understand what this thing means. Right. We talked to Ashley Caps, and he said the reason why MGMT loves Bonnaroo so much is because that's where they met each other. Right. The reason why St. Paul loves Bonnaroo so much is because he worked it. He worked it the first year and thought, I can do this. I, I want do to this. do this. How right. many acts have you heard of or talked to who do that? Stay as long as they can. Was David Byrne brought a bicycle. Right? <laughs> right. Spent a day yeah. going around the back way to see different acts. Springsteen was there a day early. Buffett right. was what, two days before? Yeah. Thought he was going to be, you know, found out he was going to be in the area. I yeah, don't know sure. what that means. And called and said, can you guys fit me on the bill? And they did. And he hung out for a day with the bus. I think McCartney was there longer than probably Sir Paul normally stays in a place. Yeah. It really helps an artist fall in love with the experience if they give it uh, a few days. And I hope Bozzy does it. Now, the other thing that Bozzy came across as is a very confident kid. You know, the kid has one song and right. it's two minutes and right. it is blowing up the charts. And, you know, Bonnaroo has got to know something about him if they're going to invest a pretty big time slot for a kid that basically just exists on Vine right. or on Snapchat filters. Right. He knew it. He knew exactly what he wanted to do and the way he wanted to be a superstar as a kid, as a baby. A guy named Knox Fortune, not necessarily the same story. This kid just wanted to make some fun stuff. And in Chicago, caught the eye of Chance the Rapper. Right. Right. Who wanted him to do, I read a uh, British voice, wanted him to come on in this Make up some British accent. Really? Yeah. And uh, Knox said, dude, that's not what I do. Right. <laughs> let, me, let me do what I do. And he did it. And uh, Chance uh, liked it a whole lot better than I think what he had in mind originally. And right. so then it, it's gone from there. Knox Fortune. Not to just- mention... What a great name, right? No I mean, kidding. Is that not a... Is uh, that a real name? I don't know, but that's a cartoon character if if not. <laughs> I got to get a better name, man. I got to yeah, get one of these true. things. We got to come up with the whole thing for us. What? Yeah, let's work on that. We, <laughs> You know, we did, we came up with Camp Nut Butter. Okay. So now we're going to have to have uh, yeah. individual names. Give us your submissions. The That'd what underscore podcast on Twitter, thewhatpodcast.com. I want to focus on three artists as we wrap up this week's The What Podcast featuring nothing but first-time Bonnaroo artists on artists that I think are going to be the next big ones. They described him in one thing that I read a long time ago as summertime soul. Mm. At first, they wanted to classify him as hip-hop. And he said, I'm not a hip-hop artist. So I think that then he... Somebody came up with Summertime Soul, which sounds so stupid, but yeah. makes so much sense. Knox Fortune, another Bonnaroo first-timer. If you're a first-timer for Bonnaroo, drop us a line. Tell us what you're worried about, what you're scared of, maybe what you're excited about at thewhatpodcast.com or thewhatunderscorepodcast.com. Could mean Bonnaroo tickets for you. Another band that I think is going to be the next, uh, maybe they're not the, the next big one because she's so weird, but... There's probably, of all the shows, there's not one that I'm more excited about than Japanese Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. I didn't think you'd like her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it quite a bit. I just like 
the vibe of it. I mm. keep using that word today, I guess. She but. has just got a different sound. You know, she tried to write an album that was um, nothing but space music. Yeah. And she tried to write like spacey Mars tripping music, but it ended up being the most fun indie alternative song of the of the year. Yeah. Didn't she do it thinking no one else would ever hear it? Wasn't it sort of a total independent, uh, just kind of a kill an afternoon kind of thing? Right. Well, that's what this show is. Well, there you go. <laughs> Michelle Zauner, I think that's how you say her last name, Japanese Breakfast. I think we said the exact same thing at the exact same time when that song started playing. Yeah. Just feels like a Bonnaroo if act. feels like a Bonnaroo song. It feels like a Bonnaroo band. I mean, if that doesn't take you immediately to a, a sunshiny day at this tent, I don't know what does. Yeah, I was talking about that last week. There are just certain sounds that that you hear and it just takes you there. You can picture where you will be standing or where you have stood or, you know, what it's going to feel like. And that's the great thing that Bonnaroo does. They find the bands that fit that tone and fit that moment. Boy, they just keep keep hitting home run after home run if you're willing to look for them. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about Bozzy a little while ago, I was thinking back to what uh, I think it was um, the Revivalist when we talked to them, Dave, talking about how that, you know, you have certain shows if you do a thousand you know, 800 of them are good shows. and, and But that Bonnaroo, when they did the first year, was one of those once-in-a-lifetimes. And it works both ways. You know, I mean, how many acts have you and I discovered that are now favorites? For the artists, it's, you know, they suddenly have new fans yeah. because of what they did there. So. Now, what is your favorite? Give me your favorite first-time Bonnaroo band's show. Does that question make sense? Yeah. A band, a band that's played Bonnaroo for the very first time, not a repeat, your favorite one. And give me something that's not like a headliner, like the first time Radiohead played or something. Yeah. Ba- Bahamas yeah. is the, the one that, because it became- That was actually not their first time at Bonnaroo was when not? you saw that show. Wow. Yeah. Okay. For me, it was the first time seeing them and never heard of them. And as they have become a part of my daily, that's wow. like Sunday morning, clean the house. Yeah. You know, read the paper and then start cleaning. That's that's the first album that gets turned on in the wow. morning. Uh, that's the same year that Jungle- uh, played. They made their debut at Bonnaroo that year. Now Jungle comes back this year. Uh, you know what mine's going to be. No. You don't know what mine's going to be, really. When you say it, I will remember, but... My favorite first ever Bonnaroo show. The, when the band played Bonnaroo the very first time, their debut to the farm... Was it your favorite band? Oh, the Shakes. Alabama Shakes. Yeah, I sh- yes. <laughs> That's your favorite band of whatever the category is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be the answer. That, that, show, that show you could see changed their lives. Yeah, if Brad felt, has felt like a that. bit of a crush on Brittany. Well, we will be married one day. <laughs> I think a lot of people will be saying exactly the same thing this year about Sir Sly. We're wrapping up today's uh, Bonnaroo podcast, the What Podcast, focusing on first-time Bonnaroo artists. Uh, when we uh, look back and we say, who's the one that breaks out this year? Who's the one that becomes the, the next big one? To me, it's Alt-J 2.0 and Sir Sly. Alt-J, their lyrics don't make any sense, but musically... Uh, they're really challenging norms. Sir Sly, they take all of those bizarre musical arrangements and put really delicate and vulnerable lyrics on top of it. I, I bloviate a tad too much, but this might be <laughs> when we look yeah. back on the, the show of the year. A music-heavy version of the What Podcast today. Thank you to Bozzy, first-time Bonnaroo artist. It was really interesting talking to Bozzy and, and hearing his sort of excitement level about playing Bonnaroo, knowing how much of a big look it is for him. Uh, what are we down to? 
80 something days. Is it 80 something days? Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, we got to start getting camp ready. I know, right? Uh oh. We got to get, get the uh, the lights charging. Yes. <laughs> Charge the, the solar powered light. <laughs> the bezel. And the blender at the what underscore podcast on Twitter, the what It's where you can not only win Bonnaroo tickets, but also this week's giveaway futures Hendrix on vinyl, 180 gram plus a whole uh, future prize pack could be yours for Barry quarter. I'm Brad Steiner. Keep your comments coming. The what We'll talk to you next week. Hey, 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 hey. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.